0: On 3, 2, 1, uh, we are speaking with a uh, guitarist extraordinaire, uh, Leo Leoni of the band Gothard. They have had not one, but two albums released this year, 13, and of course, uh, this one over here called Gothard, uh, or Steve Lee, The Eyes of a Tiger, Gothard, In Memory of Our Unforgotten Friend, and uh, as we say here in Montreal, uh, bonjour Leo, comment allez-vous?
1: Bonjour, ça va? Oui, ça va. Nous... Well,
0: yeah yeah, it's noon here in Montreal, but it is I guess six seven o'clock there at night, so let me talk about this because first of all uh, Gothard in North America, you know the band has had a, a little bit of success over the years, not a lot, but in in Switzerland, eighteen number one records, eighteen.
1: Out Uh, of 19 is not bad, huh?
0: Out of 19 is not bad at all. And I believe, what, 16 of them are platinum or 17 of them are platinum? Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Not a bad little thing. So before we talk about Steve Lee and the new album here, or the the latest album, um, talk to me a little bit about how, you know, you put out 13 in February, and then, of course, we hit the pandemic. How did that sort of affect everything for you? and, And how do you sort of keep it going into 2021? Well,
1: you
0: know, as you
1: said before, this uh, this COVID situation, the lockdown didn't help anybody. I mean, we released the record on March 13. and wasn't. It happened the uh, the lockdown, and then before the lockdown happened in Switzerland, we we did this. Li- Actually, we had the chance to do this live streaming. I think we've been one of the first band, possibly one of the first yeah. artists that did that.
0: I loved it. I watched it twice.
1: <laughs> really, thanks. Yep. It was life like a spontaneous thing that we could not go and do the presentation of the album. So we we were like, oh, let's go on the net and let's do it. And that's what we did. And since then we did few few TV shows and things like that. And then of course, you know, day by day they they postponed the the, the, the possibility of doing live live concert and, and and so we had to come up every every second week with a different plan, you know. It was like kind of awful. But then, then when we we and, and in in the process of doing this, we thought to do um for the tenth of anniversary of uh, the, the, the the memo the, the memory of Steve when we passed ten years ago it was like I don't know what we call it if anniversary is not the correct word but you know uh, remembrance Remember. So, yeah thank you for helping uh, then we wanted to do kind of a special concert you know just like they have have some guests and remember you know our old friends and but due to the fact we could not do it, then we thought, well, maybe it's even better. We can co- see if there's something on the archive. We can finish up some stuff. And you know, and, and, I, and then I found this uh, this recording which we did like in the past, I think it was like between 2003 or 2004. And then we got furthermore, we had some recording about the need to believe was even later on. And then when it finish up, so we thought that maybe the, the 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 record would have been a better idea so fan could get older, on it and keep it and every time they wanted it they could go back and listen to it and have a good time with it and then therefore that's the reason we recorded these uh, tributes to steve
0: yeah so let me talk to you about the tribute because when i looked at it and i looked at the track listing at first i see aya the tiger and stuff and i go okay great we, they found some covers in the vault but then i listen to it and i hear heaven and i hear lift you up and i hear hush and i go wait a minute this is not what was released before. This is not a greatest hits with a bonus track. This is a whole new yeah, yeah. album so so where where do these songs come from and and then I want to talk to the process of taking though those tapes and getting them to twenty twenty because from what I understand, Nick Mater, the new singer, is on these tracks in the background and so, so yeah. talk to walk me through the process. yeah,
1: the thing is like as I said before, we wanted to do this concert, this concert could not. Take take place, and then so we thought, let's go and check what is on the archive. And then I, I remember we, Steve and I we were doing, trying to, to put down to some some track, to to build up this Defrosted Two back then, you know, this uh, acoustic record. And then of course we had this also this version of Eye of the Tiger, which is the original Survivor track, right? And and what we had we recorded was like the original track, so the rock version. Let's call it that way, the heavy version, which is still on the, it is on the record. But because we didn't want to put out because of the moment that the, the 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 tribute is like a person which is not here anymore, and then it was it's nice to, to to keep it in in a in a in a in the a smoothest place in a, in a you know in a in a vibe which is like oh it feels like we are here together again you know so i I check all the tapes and i i found all this recording which we did on the process and then I went to the band and said, listen, I got this. We can work in on it. We can you know, strip it down and re- rebuild everything. you know." And because there was magic there, Steve's performance was magic all over the place. You know, she was like, well, we have to keep it that way. And I think that this is what, what, what we did. And then when I went to Nick, I said, listen, Nick, this situation is a tribute to Steve, and you are the singer. What, what could you do? Would you play guitars? Because Nick is playing guitars and pianos on the sofa. And they were like, well, if that's a tribute, the only thing I could do, and I think it's the best thing I could do, is like, do all the backing vocals. So there was no need to, to me to sing or to Mark or to do the so, like. And they were like, oh, this is a great idea, because like, so that Gotter played the, the the new lineup of Gotter playing a tribute to the, the former singer, which is not, and that for me was like, wow, that's great.
0: And I mean, for I the fans, band- it's great. I mean, I heard it. <laughs> I mean, listen, when I put it on, I thought it's going to be a greatest hits. And and I thought, okay, great. I'll listen to it. And then I heard the versions and I went, oh, the son of a guns, they they up their game. It's absolutely brilliant. And as a fan who lost Steve as well, you know, because he he passed away 10 years ago and you're like, I'll never hear that voice again. And now you hear it again on these new versions. And you're like, thank you. That's 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 a proper tribute.
1: That was that for us was very important to do a tribute. It was just like grabbing out something, it just rebuild something. It was like was a recording was there, unfinished. So, so it was like oh let's let's go for it, you know. Just like as I said, was a was a plan to to do an a second acoustic record, which we did after with Nick. But therefore we had some material was already there, you know. Especially mostly was like Steve's voice and my acoustic guitar, maybe maybe some backing vocals or whatever, just to to see where where the old project went, and we started from there, you know. And of course, it was this—the uh, eye of the tiger, the rock version—which is like, this is the way we recorded back then. Beside Nick's voice, doing some backing, some
0: backing in this, vocals. Uh, so, yeah. so talk to me about about the process for you in terms of hearing the voice, because you know you've had Nick for for many years, and of course, Steve passed away. The, the, when you hear the voice and you're recording with it and, and making an album, does it make you cry? Does it make you sad? Does it make you proud that hey, we're going to honor this guy? What's sort of the emotion on you? Because I can I imagine. It's it all, toge- all yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, it's a mix of everything,
1: but the fact is, like you know, just like it's like
0: when you hear the voice
1: of somebody that you like, it's, it's passed away. All of a sudden, you have a message on your answering machine or whatever you, on, on, and then you go like, "Oh yeah, that's that's what it is." It's plenty of emotion, like happiness, sadness, and but the fact to work on it and it, it's it, it's what what's cool is like. We felt really that Steve was with us, you know. I mean all of a sudden it's like was like yesterday, you know, it's like oh Steve was just here, record the track and then we're gonna finish up. So, and but even while working, because it was also can you imagine you can imagine that in those recording in demo, so in between in between the the, the vocal track or the parts vocals, there was also like some discussion. So it's like, hey, oh, we can pull up this score. So there was a interaction between the two of us and the recording. So this was like really feeling that it was with us together in the studio it was really a nice, a nice moment actually, and I'm yeah. happy
0: did it and I'm glad we did it because like it was a nice thing and it, it was a great thing. Now, if if you go back on the road at some point, or not not if, but when you go back on the road, I mean, the world no. hasn't the <laughs> world the world hasn't ended yet. Uh, when you go back on the road, do do you see yourself adding Eye of the Tiger as part of of the set and saying, Hey, this is an album we put out and this is a song we've recorded, so yeah, we're going to start playing it. Actually, actually,
1: you mentioned that, but uh, two days ago we did we had the TV shows uh, in Switzerland, like the Sports Awards. Like oh, yeah, Sports I Sports Sports, yeah. Yeah. and And uh, yes, we played a tribute to Steve, and he, we performed Mind of the Tiger with Nick singing in the part. So maybe, yes, who knows? <laughs> yeah, there's no. We did that as a special thing, and people liked it, so why not? It's a great track. It's a The original is a great track. The, the, the version with Steve is a, also a great I mean, Steve is outstanding, and Nick, it's it's great too because we did, as I said, we did a few days ago in this TV TV show, this version, and it it is cool, it is super cool, and the track is fantastic. Man. Yeah, if yeah. you like that kind of music, I mean, I do. But, I mean, and I saw that David.
0: on uh, I saw on Facebook you were going to do that, but I didn't see the video, so I'm going to go look for that video afterwards. Hopefully, it's on YouTube or something. Now, in terms of the band moving forward, because for a while there, you had Corleone going. And Corleone was doing more of the hard rock stuff, and they, yeah, they were doing correct. the classic hard rock uh, gothard stuff. And then the yeah. band was doing more of the radio-friendly ballad stuff. Uh, at some point, do, do you bring them both back in line, and just gothard is a hard rock band moving forward? We have a hard rock album, and our shows are hard rock, or do we keep the two sort of bands I, going?
1: You know, I think the number thirteen is a is a good is a good example. Is a good mixture of new kind of a Hard rock here, or classic rock, whatever you want to call it, you know, call it, call it hard rock. nowadays. It sounds, it sounds very dated. It sounds like who dinosaur area, if you understand what I'm saying. So now it's like we can call it classic rock You know, and heavy metal. It's just like what's what's heavy metal today? It's just like there's more name than not music somehow. <laughs> and I think got this in, in his own world you know there's heaviness on it there's rocking on it there's ballads on it there's radio the, the, there's a uh, i would say mainstream kind of a vibe and it's a mixture of everything and corleone at the moment is like we we we're working on a new record also and there's going to be some new material it's going to be more rocky more bluesy. it's just like it's a but for sure we're going to keep on doing this uh, this kind of part of this old material which we oh, have. Wow. You know, it's just gonna be a mixture of things. And that somehow they, they end up to be two different worlds as Gotha is, you know, it's just one part with Steve, one part with Steve mainstream, and then the new the new Gotham era with Nick. And uh, who knows what gonna what's gonna happen in the future. I think we keep <laughs> this COVID situation, the lockdown gonna take us for a long time and we're gonna end up to do another record
0: and we're gonna come out with number 13 and off <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> number fourteen. Let me let me so let me just, let me get let me just catch you up on on Corleone because we we have changed singers. So is the third album going to be with a new singer or or are you? No, is going to be a new singer. Yeah. Yeah, and in terms of that, have we decided who the new singer? Because the the old singer is off doing stuff with Shanker and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, it's very busy. Ronnie he, is a very busy guy. Super busy. Yeah, he he yeah. <laughs> he basically singing with every band. But it's hey, a working musician's got to work, so you, you can't uh, you can't fault him for that. Um, no. But do we know do who the new fans. singer is? Do, well, no, you know. Do fans know who the new singer is?
1: I don't. Actually, we don't have a singer yet. We have we are in work with some somebody, which is like. But due to the fact of the lockdown, when we had no chance to to do, to do a really proper work, because I think if you want to put a band together, you need the human You got to be in a room. You, you know, video and recording and this is all good, but then you're going to end up in a bus and all of a sudden something is not going to work out. And uh, I think just to avoid any further, uh, maybe not nice uh, situation that it's better to, to, you know, to have the human thought, to contact, and, you know, and see where we stand. And that's the, 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 the status at the moment.
0: Okay, so, um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get there to is
1: it. Some, so there is somebody on a pipeline, but, I cannot.
0: We're we're not I there cannot yet. say
1: no, no, because make no sense. I could come up with a, say maybe Robert Plant is gonna sing. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, but well, no, no,
0: no. Ro- Robert wouldn't be a bad uh, wouldn't be a bad choice. Uh, uh, well,
1: I think that is. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I would really love to, but I don't think that he's gonna say yes.
0: <laughs> l- let's talk about the the future of the band because as we know and we've said it a hundred times in this interview, you weren't able to tour on Thirteen do you then just like as you just mentioned maybe just go back and do 13 and a half or 14 and just do a whole new album and say all right next touring cycle we'll we'll promote both or do you just keep waiting and waiting and waiting and saying all right we're gonna do well, the actually, fucking 13 tour eventually just hold on
1: <laughs> we, we still believe we still believe we can pull
0: a part of the 13 tour
1: but the team it keeps going that way you know just like we have plenty of time to to, to come up with something so it's also boring just like taking a lot of time and waiting and waiting and, waiting. and by the time you have to present the old record, it's like about two years old you know just like mm, nice but maybe we can pull up something new you know just like but of course the fact that we didn't play it and we didn't tour for that record it brings us again the willing of doing it anyway because it's a, it's a new record for some reason you know but even if we could not promote it live that's what i'm yeah so it... there's a chance of this i would say like it's gonna end up to be 13 and
0: a half <laughs> so let me ask you this because it is important to get out there and tour to promote yeah. a record uh, it did go to number one in switzerland without the touring but how important is the live show for the band i mean in terms of selling merch in stern in terms of getting people excited in the album uh is the live show important for you
1: it, it, this is the most important thing you could i mean for the, for a band or for an artist or whoever it's just like no performance I, I don't know how, I mean I don't know all the uh, all the music genre I, I think that maybe there's some people some musician or some artists they could pull up like a streaming which it works I think that rock concert and an audience they go together I mean you cannot do a rock concert in, in streaming just uh, whatever it's gonna sound great but it's what it is and you know, hello everybody's listening to me or just like, can you sing for me I can't oh sorry I can't hear it but I think that I've the,
0: seen a couple of streams where they do that, and I go, "What,
1: what are you doing?
0: What do you, yeah, you, yeah. you do?" I've even seen yeah, them can, at the. you uh, can
1: take as a joke once, but then yeah. you go like. Hmm. Well, I even
0: <laughs> saw it at the drive-in stuff, and they're like, "Honk your horns for me," and I'm like, "No, don't, don't honk your horns for me. Just, just keep, just keep singing yourself." Yeah, hear
1: they did also some, you know, drive-in
0: concert and this and, that and then and
1: moved it. we call it the, wiper the wipers. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you go like, ah, come on. Uh, so I think that the rock country is missing, not only for the, of course, the financial is a very important thing, but really for the for the heart is very important. For the spirit. For the fans, for the, for the, this is the most important thing. Then, and, and yes, we miss it. And I believe the fans miss it too. And then this, I think most of the musicians, I think all the musicians, they are, they are they are in the same situation, you know, around the world.
0: They are. Now, now, we have this great tribute, which I'll hold up here again. Oops. There we go. We can see it. Uh, uh I love it. I, I think it's great. But let me just quickly ask you about restarting the band in uh two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, uh with Firebirth. Um what was the decision there where you said, Okay, Steve's passed away, we love Steve, but you know what? We're we're a band and we still have something to say. Let us get a new singer, let us go on. Was that a difficult decision? Did did you think about it for the whole year, two years and go, oh, we can't, we can't, we can't. Oh well, we have to. we how was that for you to, to say? Yeah, okay, we have to, we have to be gothard. We have to keep going.
1: You see, I think that the main call was like, if it would have happened to somebody else in the band, you know, it said no Steve, somebody else, else, anyway. we would have kept going. So now, of course, the voice is a is a very important thing for a band. It's like, it's a sign for the whole thing. But I think that Steve would have. Go on, so that's what we did too. And then there we go. We went like, oh, if he would find somebody they're gonna make shake out our bones and you know just get goosebumps, we will go. Actually, the more difficult thing was like when we decided to do the audition. Then we went for with this guy, the other guy, and then you know different guys, and then some good, some bad, some we like it, some we don't like. So then we, we went like, oh, this is not gonna work out because like there was nothing. It's just like making something up, which is like, "Eh, yeah, it's somewhere there. And it's like force it, right? And then also with Nick, you know, we did, we went, I mean, he went on and off, on and in and out from Australia, Switzerland, Switzerland, I think about three times or something. And and till the last moment, we went like, ah, it's not gonna work, yes, it is, no, it's very, we've been very insecure. this was tough. But then on the last minute, Actually we, we were finished the rehearsal and you know this audition and then we went like Mm-mm, it's not gonna work. So th- there was like okay, it's history, right? And all of a sudden Nick was sitting on the piano and he started to to jam one life on soul with it by itself, you know. And there was like the magic which changed everything. And we're like, Wow, all of a sudden say, could you we went back to the rehearsal and say, Can you please do it again what you did? So he did. And we in this moment we got the magic back. There was no band involved, there was nobody sitting on a drum. You know, just like just the piano and the voice was as as simple as it was. And this is, this is exactly where the magic came back, and we were like, okay, we get this feeling that the magic is back, our fans, they're gonna accept it. Because this is what this was all about. And we wanted to have somebody that would fit in the band as a as a human being. And, and I think Nick made the difference. In that in that spot, made the difference. And that was it. And it, <laughs> of course, that was not easy because you have to go out in the fan, the fan like oh, this is the. I mean, if you think about, if you think about ac I mean, how many years ago? I mean, Bon Scott <laughs> passed, you know. And then we there's still fans out there that believe that. Oh, but you know, Bon Scott was a better singer than.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I yeah, you still hear the you Bon Scott thing, thing. Yeah, back, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, was the most sold album the old record, so you go like it's the point, you know, you know, most of better than Brian Johnson, but just like this is going to happen forever, you know, and and, and with got that is the same thing, you know, but you have to come to the point to say, this is what we want to do. And this is what we're going to do. Now, you can decide if you like it or don't, but that's the way it is.
0: I love it. And and I still hear folks talking about Paul Diano and Iron Maiden. And yeah. You go, you go, really? I mean, yes, he was good, but really? Come on. <laughs> you, you don't <laughs> like Bruce? Um yeah and and you know when you look back at and I'm looking at the uh, at the track listing now and you hear a song like Starlight or you hear a song like uh, yippee yay yay and you listen to it it's great stuff I mean it it was a great comeback album it was really well done and and I and I'll say this uh, not to put down that album or Silver or Bang but I think 13 is a is a bloody masterpiece I mean that's right up there with Lip Thank Service you. you know that's um in so but it's also
1: that so that's like a working process you know you got the first record is like the blind data So let's go yeah. for it you know, and then then you start to you go adjust a little bit and you go just the other one, and then you know and now it's like it's then ten years went by you know, just like in ten years you you need to come up with something and even and I think that was like a working process that worked out pretty cool
0: yeah and i'll uh, I'll finish on this. Uh, I know getting over to North America is difficult for bands because what what fans don't understand is when you when you get the uh, the permits and the and the passports and the tickets and stuff before you even put your feet on on the ground you're out 30,000 40,000 50,000 you go, "Oh, why don't you come to Montreal?" Yeah, because it's $50,000 to get to Montreal. <laughs> yeah. uh, is, is there any any kind of plan that you that you can have or 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 do you you, you just sort of just say, eh, you know what?" where it's too late in the game for North America we're just going to have to forget it how, how do you sort of reconcile yeah, fans point, here I
1: think my point of view and the band point of view either a band or b band whatever whatever You name is just like we would just love to sit in the plane and get there and and play our butts off for you know to, to please our possible fan and maybe some fan which that already exists in North America but as you said, sometimes it's not, it's not that easy. It's not easy to find somebody who would love to invest that kind of amount of money to, to, to get things, things going, you know, just like before even you, you plug in the jack, it's like, oh, the, the poor promoter, is, uh, there's a risk there right, for him. So, yes, we, we, we would love to. And the, and the, and the, and the, the, the time is still is still, is still on, you know. The, the race is still on for North America, but it has to make sense. For it, everybody. Listen, for the, it doesn't have to us make from sense. There and for the people that invested in the morning and they're the yeah. you know, that's the most important thing.
0: It is. And uh, I was talking to Brian Tatler of Diamond Head and they came and they, they played North America and they did, I think, nine shows in 10 days. And I go, What What are you doing? He goes, You don't understand. We're $27,000 in the hole before we even landed here. So we yeah. have to make up those, that money quick so that by show 10, we've actually made a couple of bucks. And it's just like, Wow. Yeah, you can buy a pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. by by show That's ten, it. you have fifty bucks to to split to split with them. It's it's, it's too bad. And and the only thing I don't like about that is when fans go, oh, they don't like us. And it's like, no, it's not that they don't like you. They just it's it's hard to afford to to afford. Anyway, um, oh, I see we've sorry. lost. No, we've lost video. No worries. Uh, I will mind. Am for, I there? Just yeah, you're you are still here. But uh, okay, let, let make us make let us wrap up and say, oh yeah. Um, was Doc McGee saying, hey? I want you guys here in America. <laughs> well, yeah, Doc McGee would be nice to, to get him on the phone and, and get him to to bring you over here and, and uh, get the band. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of bands. Thunder, Gothard, all, all these bands need to come here. Uh, Steve Lee, The Eyes of a Tiger, Gothard, In Memory of an Unforgotten Friend. It is not just a best of. It is a reimagined album. Great stuff on there. Heaven, uh, Lift You Up, sounds great. And of course, thirteen. If you haven't checked out thirteen, it is to me, to me, one of the best albums of uh, 2020. Certainly, top. In fact, both of these albums are top five for me. I, I'm sold on Gothard. So, as you know, <laughs> thank you. you. You're you're very welcome, and uh, thank you for doing this today. Toujours thank un plaisir. Well, it's
1: very nice to talk to you too, and if you're done with, I would love to wish you. All you guys, North America, happy Christmas. And whoever going to listen to this interview and watch this interview, happy Christmas, having a good time in this period of year.
0: Yes. Joyeux Noël, tout le monde, as we say. Thank you, sir. Merci. Joyeux Noël. Right. Toujours un plaisir. Cheers. Salut. Ciao.